0: So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, I bring to you a fellow podcaster who is also a loan officer, who, at the ripe old age of 21, has embraced the notion of finding her passion and creating her life now, instead of waiting until after all of the boxes get checked. Sophia Busing, like other younger generation women whose stories I'm sharing with you all, have one thing in common. They are breaking the mold and expectations of what a woman should be doing after high school. These women are finding their soul's purpose now with the understanding that life is fluid. Things will change. However, they are putting their joy first when heading out on that road of their life. Sophia, I found due to the title of her podcast, The Shit Show of My Twenties, which let's face it, looking back, didn't we all feel that way? So Sophia shares inspiration and insight with her listeners and guests that we all can learn from. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. So hopefully this storm won't knock us off today and we can get it done. So welcome, Sophia.
1: Thank you. I love the introduction. And I'm so excited to see what comes up because I'm sure some interesting things are going to come up today. (laughs) But
0: always interesting things. Yeah, that's
1: the part like I love about podcasting is you always think, you know, and then you realize you don't. And like you can have something totally unexpected happen. That's even better than what you planned. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I've gone back and started listening to all my original episodes thinking I would hate them, but I don't. I love them. It's just that I never, I didn't start digging deeper into the stories. And I think that's where all the, the magic happens. So that's the only thing I would have changed. However, I have let go of having a direction. Yeah. So I have my notes and I sit with my notes and I talk to you a little bit before we start recording, but you just never know. I mean, I do know that we will discuss that time, that thing, right? When you're like, "Okay, what I'm doing isn't working. Time to switch." Mm-hmm. So let's start there, and then we can unwind from there.
1: Yeah. So do you want me to go back to my getting furloughed story? Where where exactly? I have so many stories. Stuff like, where exactly should I start?
0: You know, so it's one where you, I guess. Well, there are a few, yeah. right? <laughs> Let's do it when you were furloughed mm-hmm. and you decided to conquer your your inhibitions and start the the show. yeah, which has been weirdly, I mean, deservingly, but weirdly to you, like, wow, this is traction,
1: and I'm doing it like in my spare time, yeah, yeah. So I feel like in order to start that story, I had to start a little bit before that story. <laughs> So there's actually quite a bit leading up to it. So like, okay, well, let's start. Yeah. So there's like quite a bit like leading up to it. So I feel like this is something I'm realizing is that when you don't pay attention to things, the universe gets louder. So like it could start Mm -hmm. like really slow, like it's can start like as something really little, and then it gets Mm -hmm. gradually louder and louder until you listen. So it actually started off very little. I didn't, I kind of skipped over it because I was like, I was working, I was like putting all this energy towards work and I wasn't really putting any energy towards myself or anything outside of work. And I was just going to work every day, going to work every day, going to work every day. And then all of a sudden, this happened December, I believe December, 2020, I was driving home from work and I get home from work and this was, I was very close to getting home. I was about 20 minutes away from my house. And Mm -hmm. the commute back and forth, it was about two hours. So it was about like an hour going there, like an hour and 30 minutes going back. Like it was it was a good amount of time driving. And I go back and I'm about 20 minutes away and I'm in my car. I'm in this big car. It's a pretty obvious car. It's a suburban. So it's like a black suburban, like it's hard to miss. And I was driving home and then all of a sudden this car, it's a minivan. It goes into the right side of my car takes the complete right side of my car out. And then all of a sudden I black out and somehow like my car managed to stop. I still don't know how my car managed to stop because I wasn't even there. And so I black out, I wake up and then I look around and then I move my car over to the right side of the road. And that was the first big wake up call, like the first big one out of three.
0: That's not in my notes. (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) See, things just
1: happen. Okay. <laughs> so that was the first big one. So this this all happened within a span of six months, three big ones. So then the, okay. se- the next one was getting furloughed. So I remember I, I was at work and then this was when we started to work remote. So we were all working remote. And then all of a sudden there's a company wide email that comes out that says you've been furloughed it may be three months. It may not be, we don't really know what's gonna happen. And so it was like this whole gray line situation. And of course this was about two months after I signed a lease based on income. I thought I was gonna be making in the job. So of course, two months before I signed this big lease, so I can go and work there and be like 10 minutes away from the office. So I wouldn't have the whole driving an hour there driving an hour back scenario. And sure. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden I get this email and I'm like, oh, shit, how am I going to pay for my lease? <laughs> I was supposed to pay for it with income from the job. So then that was right. the third thing is I had to figure out how to back out of this lease and say, like, hey, like this was based off of income I thought I was going to make. And I was able to get out of that lease and break that lease. So those are the three big things that happened back to back to back and I think all those things were pretty intentional it was very very intentional and I think it had to happen I think it was very strategic in the way that it had to happen because the type of person I am like I don't listen unless something big happens like you had to have something big happen like some big event and then I start to listen to things so I remember getting that that email and then I was like, okay, so this is like three to four month vacation. Like I I'm probably gonna go back in three months. Like I'm not gonna think about like the what ifs about it. I'm just gonna think in like three months I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna think in that way. And then okay. and then I start to think of like okay, so you have probably about like 90 days that you're not gonna do anything right now. Why not start a podcast? Because you've always been wanting to start a podcast and you have all this free time and you're not doing anything else. But it was also a mechanism for me to, because I went through a lot of work to get that job and I went through a lot of work to sustain that job, that I didn't want to think about the thought of that job maybe not coming back. So that was another reason why I did the podcast is because I knew it would be a great method for me to focus on one thing, to not let my mind wander all over the place about what if and what could happen and what if like other jobs start like not appearing and all that. So that's why yeah. I started going into the podcast and then I would start to do like three to four interviews a day and just do all these interviews every day. And then I would start doing content and I start like editing every day. And I just made that my moon focus for like those three months. And yeah, that was really the whole start of it. Okay. There's a little to unravel here. Okay. So
0: why do you think that getting into the car accident, which obviously was not your fault, how, why do you think that was a message? Was that a message for you? How did you view that as a message?
1: I got a couple messages from that car accident. One is you're going through all the motions every day, but you're not doing something for you. That's just solely for you. So that was one of the big messages Another big mm-hmm. message from it is when that car accident happened, I was 19 at the time. So when, when I was 19, I thought like, oh, I have all these years to do everything. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to worry about it at yeah. 19. So I thought, oh, I have all these years to start whatever, whatever, whatever. And then that car accident happened. And like, there's still a lot unknown about that car accident and how my car didn't spin out to the incoming traffic and, you know, all sorts of things could have happened in that car accident that didn't. So then that was another big message of, like, all these things could have happened, but it didn't. And you somehow made it out of that car. So what are you going to do now to take advantage of the time you've got?
0: Yes. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Because, yeah, when you're young, and that's, that's part of the second win thing for my generation, many of us, you know, suck it up, buttercup. You come after you do the things you're supposed to do, checking those boxes, right? Mm -hmm. And kids are supposed to come first, not a career. Or if you need to work, you're most likely working to get the paycheck. It may be something you like, but it may not be your passion, your purpose. And you're like, okay, when they're out of the house, when I get to this age, whatever that is, then I'll go do, I'll go find, I'll be the person I want to be. Very interesting. So, I love that the gals like you that I'm bringing on the podcast have already been able to sort of bypass that, rewire that, work around, do a work around, right? Yeah. So, so you get furloughed from this job. So that's your second clue. Oh, I was basing my whole life on this income from this job. And that was your second clue. And then, getting the furlough. What third one was um, breaking the, the lease, lease agreement, and not putting yourself in that position. And can mean yeah, because you could have moved in. I think is what you're saying. I could have moved in and tried to make it work. Anyway, and put myself in that very stressful situation.
1: Yeah, so. the reason why I say the whole lease agreement story is what I think about that whole story is. Let me. There's a couple of things I think about when I think of that story. I think really I should have waited until later on before signing that lease agreement because I signed that lease agreement pretty early and I didn't realize that everything could change in a matter of months with the pandemic. So I mm-hmm. think that was a big thing is I wish I would have waited. Um, another thing is I was, I was really lucky that I was able to get out of that situation. Um, yeah, so those things. And then another thing with the furlough is like since it was the first time I've ever experienced anything like that there was a lot of identity things with the title with having a certain title with having a certain income there's a lot of identity things that came up in that season yeah you know?
0: and then sophia as when you were growing up i mean you were expected to to do the things and check the boxes but you kind of rebelled against that early yeah So you want to share a little bit about that? Because that's a little different path to begin with. Yeah. God, this sound comes out with this rain on my
1: tin roof. All right, keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So so at at 18, I decided not to go to college. And I went to... Mom and dad go... What? "What?" (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I decided not to and the main reason being is because like i i just know myself really well and i knew myself really well then and i started getting into personal development at like 14 15 so there was already years of like hearing different stories like going into like things about myself like knowing my personality knowing all that so there's always already years of that and years of example of how others. did
0: you how did you stumble upon that was it a class in school suddenly there was
1: no so this is actually another story (laughs) so when i didn't get into that yeah so freshman year i went through my first breakup ever and i started googling how to get over a breakup and i was googling 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 And every article I read said personal development, like everything. It said, Okay, focus on you focus on your personal development, focus on that. And I and then I started googling personal development. I'm like, what is that? And then I went through the whole rabbit hole. And that's how that whole started. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we didn't have Google. There wasn't that and unless you had an outlet or someone to share the information with you a friend, um, you weren't you weren't getting it really. I mean, there were some books, but it's, yeah, it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. It was kind of foo-foo, woo-woo, you know, personal development, you know, just just live your life kind of thing. Yeah, It's kind of interesting that you were already kind of getting versed on all that, all on your own. So what, did you like kind of grow some self-awareness and then basically formulate that going to college was not going to work for you?
1: Yeah, well, I went to a bunch of personal development events before that time. And then another okay. thing is, too, is I started listening to Gary Vee and then I started listening to different people's stories and then I started studying different people and it just kind of opened up my mind. So there's like a hundred different ways to do something like you could go the college path, you mm. could go the not college path, you can do this, you can do that. So it kind of just started to open up my mind to like, really, there's so many different ways. And just because you see this one linear way doesn't mean that's what you have to do. So it kind of started opening up my mind to all of that. And then another thing too is I just was listening to all these people and I was thinking like, okay, let's say I do – I, I played out the scenario in my head. Let's say I do go to college okay. for them. Like let's say I do do that. For them. For them. Like how you said that. <laughs> for them. Yeah. What sort of resentment am I going to have towards them? Because I did it not for myself, but I did it for them. And then I have to deal with student loans and then I have to deal with the – it's going to make it harder for me to qualify for a house. I know I want a house and it's going to make it all these different things that I'm going to have to go through if I go and do that decision. And I'm not going to be happy for three or four years because I'm not going to be even wanting it to study because it's something I don't even want to do. So I, I played it out in my head both ways. <laughs> so I was like, I'd rather take this way, even though it's going to come with, you know, disappointment at first or like different emotions at first like i think this way is the way i'd rather do it because i know the other ways way i'm just not willing to do it
0: okay so you then you make the decision but do you know what you're gonna do no excellent (laughs) that's even better when you go to your parents say yeah i'm not going to college Like when my kids came to me and said i'm not going to college i would would have said okay what's your plan and you didn't have one no Okay, so how'd you get away with that? <laughs> so, how does as a parent, a second winder, and a woman who's inspired by you, so how did how did we get to the point where you are inspiring others?
1: Yeah. So, I didn't have a plan initially. I just knew, okay, I'm gonna explore different things for a year. So, I got my real estate license. I explored some different things, and then what happened was at 19, my dad's like, okay, like you need to figure out something because you don't really have anything you've figured out yet. And he's like, okay, I have my loan officer license. You should go get it. Here's how you get it. Here's the test. Here's what you have to prepare for. You can do this and get work experience. And at least you're going to have that work experience and take it with you wherever you go. And at least you're going to have to have this experience to help you with real estate later on and all of these things. And he said the same thing.
0: You weren't 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 anti-working in a profession and your father was already in the real estate world yeah right and you knew you had to do your parents told you you had to do something yeah right so you just kind of fell into that
1: yeah yeah so or did that, you go
0: kicking
1: yeah so that happened at 19 so at 18 didn't you try like serving jobs and you hated it or no you- i just tr- i tried real estate i tried game real-, real estate yeah, off the bat? yeah. Okay. i tried real okay. estate I tried applying for different jobs. I tried applying for Ross. Like I tried all these different things. Well,
0: that's like, you were applying different jobs at like entry level and yeah. you weren't getting them. Yeah. <laughs> like those were closing. You're like, wait a second, why can't I get the job doing yeah.
1: that? Yeah. But what's funny about, about Yeah, but what's funny about that story is like I couldn't get a normal job, right? But then I get my license by myself and then I end up getting this corporate job that's a higher level job usually you need a degree for, but I didn't come in with a degree. So what's funny is I couldn't get the most basic, but somehow I was able to get that one after different interviews yeah. and like stuff. But yeah. So that happened. But yeah, my my at the beginning the thing was it's not that I don't want to work. It's like I wanna have experience in different jobs. I wanna be able to experience different things without college. Like I wanna be able to have a real experience. So that was the thing I was presenting them at that time is like, Hey, it's not like I'm not going to work or it's not like I'm not going to try different things. It's just, I want to have a real life experience. And I know the book isn't real life. Like I want to be able to actually experience that.
0: Right. And write your own book yeah, as you go. Excellent. Okay. So you're doing okay in the loan officer world. Mm-hmm. Like you took the test a couple times you passed mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have passed. You said, yeah, you
1: like worked really hard at it. Yeah. So what happened was it took me three times to pass because the first okay. two times I didn't take studying seriously and you only have three tries. And then after the third try, you have to wait six months. So I passed. Okay. On the three try. Thank goodness. But very young to be doing that.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then you go and you get a job yeah. doing it. How do people take you seriously? Well, because th- you got people like me in our fifties coming in and Perhaps getting alone through you.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it was all over the phone. So you don't know how old I am. <laughs> so it was oh, all just over the phone. So it was just building relationships over the phone, all over the phone, which is nice. And I liked it because you couldn't see how old I am, <laughs> actually.
0: Wow. So. You, that was probably a huge advantage. Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely. Because people make judgments. Yeah. Whether they say they're open or not, it's not hard not to. Okay. So then you get furloughed Mm -hmm. and
1: then you say, what are you freaked out? What are you? I was freaked out at that time. And then my job ended up coming back about four months later. So then I went back. But yeah, I was really freaked out at that time.
0: So instead of crawling into a cave or a cocoon, you said, I'm going to do a podcast. And what was the premise of the podcast? Why did you want to do a podcast? And this is big.
1: Yeah. So I've like always wanted to do a podcast. Like I've been listening to podcasts for years. I've always been Uh wanting to do one. It's just I kept on pushing it off saying, oh, I'll do it eventually, eventually. And then I had all the free time. So I was like, okay, like it's going to happen right now. And so then I decided to start the podcast. And then I started it like after I had the idea for the podcast, I started about a week later. So like I started doing everything right away for the podcast because I wanted to have it done as soon as possible. Versus like doing the same thing, (laughs) of like stretching it out, stretching out. You
0: said you wanted to make yourself be put into action. Yeah. And that was a concern of yours is to, when you have something in front of you, to take action on it right away. Yeah. And that was like a big lesson you were trying to get through. And also, you were listening to all these podcasts. Did you feel like you had something different to say? Like, the reason I started a podcast, yes, I was listening, but I realized there wasn't out there what I was looking for. Do you know what I mean? Like the top, I loved everything I was listening to, but I'm like, yeah, but I want to hear people's stories about what they're doing in their second wind and how they're getting there and why. That just interested me and I didn't find much out there for it. And that's why I started. Why did you, what was your purpose?
1: Yeah. So I started mine because it was more like I wanted an excuse to talk to people. Like I wanted an excuse to interview people. And I knew when I started a podcast, it would be a good excuse to ask any question I wanted. So it started off that way because I knew it would be a good entry point of like trying.
0: Was there a topic that you were trying to cover?
1: Yeah. Like I knew it was going to be based off of the shit show moments. I knew it was going to be based off of my 20s. You
0: had a title already. You decided I'm going to talk about the 20s. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. What was the name? How'd you come up with the name?
1: So the name is the shit show of my 20s. And I came up with it because I want something like that you can laugh at. Like I wanted something that kind of like caught your attention right away. That kind of like made you reminisce or made you think about like, oh yeah, like when I went through this and this in my 20s. So I wanted something that was like attention grabber because my, Mm -hmm. my thought process behind it was like, okay, I don't have a personal brand. I don't have a lot of followers. I don't have any of that. But if I can have like a title that like kind of stands out it would help that was my thought process around it was it would be help and it ended up helping a lot on like Instagram because when I would like other people's photos like they would go to my page right away because it would like the attention like the headline would automatically draw them to look at my page or would draw people to like ask me what is that or would draw people in so I thought the curiosity element would help a lot too. So that's why I chose that name is because I was like, okay, so I can't like name it my name because no one knows me, but I could do this because it's like broad enough and like people would want to know what that is and like it would be attention grabbing so enough. True.
0: It definitely caught my attention. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, so how did you find people to interview? Like are you looking for people that have already been through their 20s and have shit shows to talk about? Are you talking about people who are in their 20s in, like, the midst of a shit show moment? Like, how did you – did you interview your friends? Like, how do you even start?
1: So there's, like, Facebook groups where it's, like, podcast guests or, like, find a podcast guest. So I went through Facebook groups at first.
0: I didn't know any of this when I started. Oh, my gosh, because I'm I'm old, and I just didn't know. That's cool that all that existed for you. I mean, it existed for me, but I didn't know it. So anyway, keep going. Yeah, so
1: there's, like, all these – Podcast groups that you could just like post about like, here's my podcast. If you want to be on that podcast, like write a description about yourself in the comments, and then they would write a description and they show like their different wow. pages. or there's also Podmatch where you could see a bunch of different podcast guests, or there's like Matchmaker FM, or there's like a bunch of different podcast guests websites. So I started off in the Facebook group and then I went to all these different websites and I reach out to people. And another thing I'd also do is reach out to people through Instagram. So I would go through a different mm-hmm. hashtag and find pages I like. I would reach out to them too. Um, but yeah.
0: So give me an example of some of the interviews that were just mind-blowing for you that were like, I'm so glad I'm doing this.
1: It's hard to pick one or two. Like, because there's a thing that I, I like. Yeah, I, there's a thing I like about. I'm all. just
0: going to say, uh-huh. I love every single person yeah, like, okay, now, you're my best friend, and you're my best friend, and you're all my best friend now,
1: yeah, but, yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but there's like certain elements of all of them that I, I love. But like one of my favorite one was with, um, I liked the one with Daniel Levine. and he talked about yeah. like his whole experience, and he was actually supposed to run a billion dollar company, but he walked away because he didn't want to run it because he knew, running that company would force him to be someone different than himself because they would force them to be like the last owner and not like how he would want to run it. So he walked away from that. And he's a really good storyteller. I really loved that interview. Another interview that I really loved is like, I've done an interview about like, I've interviewed people about like self-sabotage. I've interviewed people about like grief. I've interviewed um, a heartbreak coach about healing after a heartbreak. I really love that one. I've interviewed like, A girl who's a wedding planner who went viral on TikTok and how she was doing TikTok videos for her wedding planning business. I've interviewed like so many different people. (laughs) That's really hard to pick one, but I think they're all have a really good element to them.
0: And these are all topics that just catch your eye or interesting to you, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's neat. So what have you learned in your journey of how long have you been podcasting?
1: It's been two years.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow, so you're like the veteran, and I'm still the newbie, but that's okay. <laughs> um and it blew up way more than you thought it would, right? When you started posting on Instagram and things like that?
1: Yeah, it's done it's done well, but it's not done to what I would like it to do. <laughs> like it's done better than I thought, but it's not where I would like it to be. Like it's somewhere like in the middle of those two. Um, but it's done really well for not like paying any money for advertising, not right. doing any of those stuff not having an audience, you know, not like all those stuff. I think it's done well in that respect. But like in terms of like what I would want it to be, it's nowhere near where I would want it to be. But it's a lot better than I was expecting.
0: What's the general message you want your listeners to walk away with
1: when they're finished listening to your podcast? I think the thing that I like the most about it is like it makes you realize you're not like alone in your shit show moments i think that's one of the parts i love about the most is like sometimes when we're, we're in these moments we think oh only i'm going through this or like other people don't understand this so i love the relatability aspect of it because it makes you realize okay like we're all going through the same thing like it may look a little different than like what you're going through but it's really similar and another thing i love about it is like i have like guests who like they've changed you know their entire career at like You know 30 or 40 or like 50 like they've changed like completely and i personally like interviewing them like a lot because it reminds me because a lot of the people i feel like listen are in their 20s so like it kind of like reminds all of us that like okay like if we want to shift at like 50 or 60 like we can or if we want to make a ship at 40 you know you can constantly shift and shift and it's not like there's like an expiration date of when you can stop shifting
0: Yes. And that's what I love about you. You realize that and you want to get that across to people that it is fluid. You don't, it's just like when kids are looking at colleges and they think, Oh, I have to pick where I'm going to be for the next four years. It's like the final word. And I always said to my kids, you can transfer, Yeah. (laughs) you know, if you don't like something, it's good to see something through, but it's not a life or death decision, you know, and a lot of life is really if you can just accept that it's fluid and listen to the clues, which is what you did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: uh, you just recently had a clue that we talked about before we started today, where, again, you were
1: furloughed. I was laid off. And or laid, yeah. o- okay.
0: <laughs> laid off. And here we are. And how are you approaching it this time?
1: It's entirely different this time. And I think it's entirely different because I had that first experience that this time I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? Like, like I just understood it's like the industry that I'm in that there's a lot of different changes and I've heard it from other people in the industry about like how there's like seasons where it's great and like seasons where it's downfall and seasons when companies really need to shrink because they're not doing so well. So like I was mentally prepared for it. But I think the reason why I felt so at peace about it is because I realized that it's fluid. Like I realized that like you can go to one job, you can do like a side hustle, you can change it, you can like it's like so fluid with what you want to do. That it doesn't have to be like one job. It's like the be all end all going to be the rest of your life. So I think having that realization too has really helped. But I think just having the peace about it, of like, OK, so this door is closing. What is the meaning in this store closing? Maybe I'm not supposed Mm -hmm. to do loans in this capacity in like this type of company. Maybe I'm supposed to do it for a smaller company on the side. Maybe I'm supposed to do it in a different way. And it was kind Mm -hmm. of like an opener of like. And I think every time like a door closes, it's strategic. It's because usually I don't like to close doors myself. I usually need to have them closed on me (laughs) to get a message.
0: was for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people like that. You also said that you learned and you love the lesson that you cannot find, or you should not find your identity in your job.
1: Yeah. So I made a post about this on LinkedIn, but I think like so often we put our security. Yeah, that's
0: going viral right now, yeah. by the way, <laughs> that's what we talked about. She goes, yeah, it's funny. Cause I canceled our interview yesterday because of storms and where I live. That's ridiculous because you won't get internet. And now of course, 10 minutes before we get on, I'm hearing there's a tornado watch warning in the next town over. So I told her I ran and put the baby cow in the stall, fed her a little bit of milk to get her in there, threw down some hay and ran back up here. I'm like, well, let's just try it and see what happens. And she goes, yeah. So you told me we couldn't do the interview. And then I got laid off the same day. <laughs> and then today, here I am with a totally different. Perspective.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad I got that lesson last time, because I think it made it this time easier. Like, I feel like the first time is always really hard. But like, th- this time was a lot easier, because I realized, um, I think the main thing that I realized from last time is that we put so much security into a job title or into a company or into an employer or into like a paycheck, we always put like security there. But really, mm even if you lose your job, that doesn't mean you lose your skills. So even if it goes away, that doesn't mean that you're not able to recreate or create an even better experience next time with a different employer. So I think that's the thing I really realized is like, okay, this store was strategically closed. What's the next door we're going to open from here? And there's a reason why it was strategically closed for me right now. And so, yeah, I think that realizing that has helped me a lot and given me a lot of peace about like, I have security in my own skills. I have security in my own experiences and that this job is never going to take away that security from me.
0: Wow. And it's almost like you have this strength about that. It's really hard when you're, I mean, you're only 21, Sophia. At 21, I would have been, oh no, I can't get a job. Obviously it's not going to work. You know, I'm only 21, nobody's taking me seriously, you know. What sets you apart from others to be able to do that?
1: Well, I think just my experiences. Like when I was at the call center, I ended up doing 200 loans in a span of 14 months. Like I did all these crazy things. Like I had all these different experiences that were pretty crazy. Like I would do like projects. I would do all these different things for people. I would do all these things that people not my age were doing. I would train people. I would do all these different things. So having all those different experiences made me realize that like All those different experiences played into my experience and that even though it's done in this capacity, I can use that same experience and take it over to another capacity.
0: Were these opportunities brought to you or did you you decide, I'm going to go try everything and if anything comes to me, I'm just going to do it? Did you make a conscious decision to be that person that's like the go-getter and go make it happen?
1: I think I've always been that person. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was, I was really, really shy. And then in high school, I, something just switched. I said, I don't wanna be the shy person anymore. And I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna say hi to everybody. I'm just gonna try to be friends with everybody. And then it shifts your whole, it shifted everything, right? And then I was able to put myself out there. And it sounds like you made that shift at 14 when you started becoming self-aware. It's really neat what you're doing. So what keeps you going every day?
1: I don't know. that's an interesting question. I wasn't thinking of that.
0: <laughs> I mean, cuz now you could have slept in all day. You could have cuz you where you don't have to go to your job.
1: Yeah.
0: It was remote. So, it what? It was remote. It was remote. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, still, but you don't have um other than this. I mean, what drives you? Cuz you've already applied for other jobs already. Yeah. It's only been not even 24 hours. Like,
1: well, I feel happen? like there's another element to this. <laughs> I should probably okay. going to. So When I was actually like the last six weeks, I actually got a pre-approval. I started looking for houses. I started putting offers in houses. Like I was really like, I'm going to buy a house and it's going to happen within the next couple of months. Like I, I was mentally prepared. Like I've been financially prepared. Like I've done all the things. And then having the job, like getting laid off, it didn't take my focus away from that. So it didn't say... Like, oh, this house isn't going to happen or, oh, you're not going to be able to buy. I was like, OK, I'm going to find another position. I'm going to find a position where I could do the same thing, where, where I can make the same amount, where I can be able to do that and still be able to buy a house. So that is something also, too, that hasn't been on my mind earlier because I couldn't qualify earlier. But now I have been able to qualify because they had the two years of work history in the same industry. Uh-huh. So
0: Because you are only 20. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of 21-year-olds out there are going and buying houses that aren't like Justin Bieber. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? All this money. I'm just saying it's true. It's it's and especially now, since things are so overpriced, you gotta come up with a lot more cashola to make it happen. So if there was something you wanted to share with the second winders who are listening just because you're inspiring and you're and you've got a great mindset of how you look at things and maybe they want to share with their daughters or the younger women in their lives there's if there's a, something that you could share that you think is you know that keeps you going what would that be
1: well every day like every morning i always listen to something inspiring like an inspiring podcast or like a youtube video i always listen to something and another thing that helps me too that i've been that's been helping me a lot is like whenever like an emotion comes up like let's say it's like anger or let's say it's sadness or let's say it's like whatever it is um Mm -hmm. what i've been doing like the last seven months is i actually go to the root of where it's coming from prior to the last seven months i wouldn't really go into it so like when an emotion would come up that would be angry i would just do something else and try not to think about it or like i would try to escape different things So I think that's been something that helps me, too, It's like whenever something comes up, being able to process it versus escape from it has helped me, too. That's Mm. been something helpful. Another thing that's been helpful is listening to inspiring people has been super helpful. Yeah, I feel the same way. I also have like a vision of whatever I want to do in that season. So like right now it's like buy a house or let's say in the past it was like a certain like number I wanted to make or whatever it is. I always have something. So I always have something. Yeah. I always have something that I'm concentrated on, which has helped me a lot too. Because if your focus is on that one thing, it makes it really clear and you're able to like figure out, okay, like what does that one thing, what do I need to do for it? That has helped me a lot too. Those very, those
0: packed with wisdom right there. I'm just saying. Yes. So interesting real quick about the emotion thing. So you are actually willing to look at the emotion and let it pass through you Mm -hmm. so that you're feeling it you're dealing with it you want now you're coming to terms with it understanding where it came from to begin with and then you let it pass through yeah whereas before if you say it was anger and you get angry about something what happened you're just like oh i'm really angry about that so i'm gonna avoid it avoid it so you just don't do anything about it mm-hmm. and just kind of.
1: Yeah, that's what I would do in the past is I would avoid it. I would go suppress it. I would go, you know, drink something, like eat something, like do something, like watch something, like anything to avoid it. What's the
0: difference that you've seen for you? The
1: difference that I've seen is when I would avoid things, like things would build up, build up, build up. And then it's like there's like all this stuff built up and it's kind of like it's like overwhelming. Versus when you feel everything, like when it comes up, it makes you feel like a lot lighter because versus having all the buildup inside of you (laughs) and it's kind of like constant, like it's just, it's like the stuckness inside of you. Mm -hmm. You're able to be more fluid with it. And I feel like you're able to process things faster because you're actually allowing the space for them to be processed versus trying to like walk around them or like go in the opposite direction. Right. Yeah. You
0: said that really well. It's it's like you kind of have a, a clarity. So somebody says something hurtful and, you know, my husband will say something hurtful and he doesn't mean it, but I'm like, ah, that stung. I didn't like that. And I think about it. I'm like, okay, so where is that coming yeah. from? Why does that bother me that he said that? Is there some truth to that, you know, of how he said that? Okay, let's examine that. And then I let it go. And then I'm not like mad at him mm-hmm. the rest of Or night or whatever. So yeah, that's a really good point, and I think we all can learn a little bit of something from that. So how do people find you? How do people listen to this really fun podcast? Because you have people all ages on there. Yeah. Men and women. Yeah, it's very cool.
1: Yeah, I don't really limit the age. Like you have to be in your twenties to be interviewed or anything like that. I just kind of find people who I find interesting. And like, no matter what age they are, I'll interview them. And you can find me on Instagram, the shit show of my 20s. My podcast is the shit show of my 20s. Um, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm under Sophia Lorana Busing. And yeah. B U E S I
0: N G. Yeah. Yes. So people know. And I'll put it in the show notes. Anything
1: coming up for you? I don't know. I guess I'll add this in here. When I think about Second Wind, I think about like creating something new. I think about like creating a new job or like doing something new that you've always wanted to do. But another thing I also think of with second one is I think of like thinking you have to wait a certain amount to do it. Like you have to wait a certain amount of time to have your second wind. But I think the last thing I'll add here is like, what would your second wind look like today? Like what is something today that would be part of your second wind? That you don't have to wait for that you don't have to like say oh i can do that in 10 years or five years or six years like what would that second win like if you visualize yourself in 10 years what would her second win look like and what is that something you have to do today and not in 10 years oh that's like drop the mic
0: that was really good yeah and what would you what would you say to your 20 year old self if you're in your second one if you're in the second half of life say You've walked the earth for many, many, many years. And then you look back, what would you say to yourself at 20? Hey, go ahead, take that art class because you like that. Make the time. It's okay. Or go ahead and train for that marathon, even though you think you can't do it. Just give it a whirl. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, or even like, let's say at 30, you think you're going to be qualified enough to speak or qualified enough to write a book or whatever okay, why don't we have a book at 20 and a book at 30?
0: Oh, yes. I like that. Like, why do you have to wait? Got something to say, which you do. Maybe you should write a book.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Another thing, too, when I think (laughs) about this question, I think about myself. Um, I think about speaking on stages. Like, that's something I would love to do. But that's something I've been reserving for when I'm older. (laughs) So that's another thing that I'm going to think about is speaking more. But I think I'm that's something i've spoken once before for like college students um like mm-hmm. over a year ago but yeah that's something i think for me so you maybe need to take your own advice yeah yeah cuz you'd be great
0: at it you have a lot of insight
1: yeah
0: and this is exactly why i wanted to bring you to the second wind to share that the women who are coming up and standing on our shoulders are getting it sooner and i i want them to me the way they say, the way the earth is now and the energy, the, the women rising energy, that we're supposed to kind of get it sooner and share it sooner and find ourselves sooner and our highest self, therefore being able to serve others bigger, better, sooner. So I appreciate that. And Sophia, thank you so much for your time today. Of course, we're done now and the storm has stopped. I know, so what we- is the time? <laughs> I don't know, but we got it done. And- it will be what it's going to be because you said what you needed to say and it's, it's going to be great. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for doing this. Excellent. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think and made you feel if these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired.